the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Good evening, and God bless you. I'm excited about today's topic. We're going to launch your prayer life into the deep. We're going to go forth with a lesson this evening, and the name of the lesson is the Mathematical Formula of Prayer. That is so awesome today. We're going to relate prayer and mathematics, two topics that normally aren't put together in one setting, right? God's blessings are unchangeable and irrevocable. He has you marked for his blessings, which are bound to you by a covenant. This is your season. God has a new name for you. Second Corinthians 517 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God wants to do a new thing in your life today. Revelations 2.17 says, To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone. And on that stone, a new name is written, which no one knows except him who receives it. That means each of us knows our new name. God does not identify us by our earthly name. He is aware of our earthly name. However, we have a divine, divine inheritance. You have inherited the blessings of Abraham and the children of Israel through Christ Jesus. You are God's child and you have a new name. His promises are sound and they are upheld by the supernatural power of God. And they've been transferred to you. This is an awesome time to be alive, to be a servant of God. For we who are living in this day, each and every one of us personally has a distinct duty in ushering in the coming of Christ. For you, the believer, in this world, you bring forth truth and light. I know the body of Christ. I know that right now many are facing challenges. I hear challenges that people are calling about and concerned about every day. And I understand that. And you may be facing a situation right now, a situation that you are going through and it's causing a lot of stress and anxiety. But I want to tell you that you serve an awesome God and that he is mighty and he is right in the midst of your circumstance and he does not leave 
and neither does he forsake. If he was not in the midst of your circumstance, you would not be listening to this message right now. I know sometimes the fire is seven times hotter. And I know it seems that maybe you're all alone in the battle. And maybe those that were with you have now deserted you. Some people in your life may have been with you for years and now they're gone. You can't even find them. You cannot reach them. And there are people who come into our lives and they're with us today. And two weeks later or two months later, they become your greatest enemy. God wants you to know that you can count on him and do not despair. If you're going through something right now, and maybe you find yourself crying throughout the day, even the late hours of the night. Well, God wants you to know that he has not forgotten you. He said, when you pass through deep waters, I'll be with you. He said in Isaiah 49, 15, I'm going to paraphrase just a bit. He said, would a mother forget the child that she has nursed? Surely she would not. Neither have I forgotten you. See, I've written your name on the palm of my hand. God wants you to know today that your name is written on the palm of his hand. And he has given you great power and authority. And if you're praying for yourself or you're praying for loved ones or you were praying for them and you have given up on praying because the situation is so difficult. Well, God sent me to tell you it's time for you to get moving. It's time for you to rise up again and move forward. If you've gotten discouraged and it's, it's time for you to be refreshed. God wants to put a fresh and new anointing on your life today through this message. He has called you by name. If you are weeping and crying, tears in all hours of the night, he wants you to know I've seen your tears and I have heard your prayers and I am going to restore you. He is getting ready to restore some people that hear this message today. He will restore anyone who receives this message. Because this is a word straight from the Lord. God is going to restore you. And I have been sent to encourage you. Listen, I have a word for you, for those of you that are suffering. And it's first Peter five, nine. He says, resist him. Stand firm in your faith. And in that knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, now watch this. The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, he himself will restore you, secure you, strengthen you, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. He has the power to increase you. And deal with anything that you are facing. I hope that you get a hold of this today and that you believe it because it's true. Second Corinthians one nineteen says, for the son of God, Jesus Christ was not yes and no, but in him was always yes for all the promises of God. For there is yes, they find their yes in him. This is why. It is through him that we utter amen to God. So the promises of God are fulfilled through Jesus Christ. So what you have need of is revelation of knowledge right now. God wants the church to go higher in Christ, to go deeper in the spirit realm, to go to higher heights. 
And all that you have need of is right there in the word of God. So the promises of God are fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And it's not yes and no. God's not wishy-washy. It's yes through Christ Jesus. The Lord showed me, and I want to show you something. I'm going to go ahead and equate math and prayer. The Lord showed me something awesome about the, the prayers that Jesus taught when he was on earth. When Jesus was teaching, he was actually teaching a pattern. The pattern has often been forgotten or completely overlooked, but it is of great importance to you today. God wants to reveal something to you. Everything that Jesus taught about prayer was a pattern. Prayer was meant when he gave the Lord's prayer. It was not just to have the words that he was praying, but it was the pattern. It was showing us how to go to God. I want to tell you something very quickly. I hated math all my life, as long as I can remember. My most difficult times with math, it came in middle school and then high school. It was very, very difficult. Well, it trailed me on into college. I applied for college, and I was a freshman. I signed up for a course called Study Skills. And I was informed at the university that this was a popular class with freshmen straight out of high school, and it was to help make sure that you succeeded. Well, watch this. Well, surely math was not going to be part of the study skills class. I thought they were going to teach us, you know, where to sit in the classroom, how to take notes and these types of things. Well, they taught some of that, but then they introduced us to an awesome professor when the subject of math came up. And he came into the room and this man changed my life and it might change yours today, too. Well, he started out talking about the subject of math and then he asked that terrorizing question. How many of you hate math? Well, this is a study skills class, and almost everyone in the room raised their hand. Well, he promised that this day that he was going to remove all our fears of math. So there was like this light laughter that kind of went across the room. But he ignored it, and he continued. The professor said that math is just a game. He said it's just a simple game. He said most people don't understand that it's a game, and that's all it is, and there's nothing to fear. He said, if you've ever played Monopoly or any board game, he said, there's rules. And those rules have to be followed to win the game. He said, you roll the dice and then you get to go past go. Or you can move seven paces forward. Or you can move so many spaces backwards. Or you roll the dice and you move forward and then this box sends you to jail, you know. Or you go forward three paces. He said, math works the same way. He said math is just a big game with rules. And he went on to give an example. He said just like an algebraic equation. He said there are negative numbers on this side. Or on this side, it will always equal a positive number. This man cannot move forward if he's on this side of the equation and you see this symbol. Or on this side of the equation, if the symbol is there. Everything that totals goes below this line. And he drew a line on the chalkboard. He said it's a simple game with rules. And if you know the rules, you'll be able to play the game. And he began to show on the board different mathematic equations. Right there in class, suddenly I had an awakening. And I thought, you mean it's a game? I've been thinking all this time, oh, my goodness, all this is is a game. And I've been struggling for years That professor turned math upside down for me, 
and I have never feared it again. No problems. I sailed through physics and math with no problems through college at all. It was amazing. Well, Jesus taught prayer, and there was a formula that he was teaching. And we have overlooked it or forgotten it. Everything that Jesus taught had a specific pattern. Remember the prayer that we talked about last week? Well, that prayer is a pattern, and it shows us if you have one, two, and three, after that, there's going to be four. There is a sequence to the pattern. Well, prayer is the same way. And Matthew 7, 7, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and he that knocks, it shall be opened. It is a pattern. It will not fail. It is prayer that gets stronger with each part of the formula. So the first step says, ask God what you want, child of God. Ask him for whatever you are approaching him for. Maybe the answer doesn't come. Are you going to give up? Do you roll over and play dead? I'm sure you wouldn't. The second part of the formula says, step two, seek. And seeking him, you're raising the level of the prayer. You are continuing to progress forward. The prayers are to get stronger. Maybe you reserve a special time each day to go to God solely about this circumstance that you are facing. But maybe there's still no answer. Or maybe the problem is partially answered. Then go on to the third step. Knock. The answer has to come. Maybe the Lord will direct you to fast for one or two days. But he will direct you to intensify in prayer. The formula ask, seek, knock is showing a formula for prayer that is continuous. It is increasing. The prayer is intensifying. It is developing. Therefore, it is ongoing. If you back down, you will not be prevailing in prayer. And I am sure you can see what I'm saying now and why so many people give up. And they stay stuck in the same place in life for years and never move forward. Let me tell you something. If you remain in the same place in your life for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and there is no significant change, never progressing, never doing anything different, never fulfilling your dreams, you're stuck in life. That's not God. Through prayer, you must move forward in life and go to the next level. Remember Moses bought the children of Israel out of Egypt. God sent him into that situation. Remember, he got them out of Egypt and now he stood there before God praying. The Bible doesn't give us any words that he's praying. So it gives us the impression that maybe it was a silent prayer. I'm paraphrasing just a bit now. But God said to Moses as he stood before him, he said, what are you doing here, Moses? Why are you standing here before me? Tell the children of Israel to get moving. See, God knew that the Egyptians soon would be in pursuit of them. Then he would surround them. Pharaoh would surround them with his army and overtake them. So God told Moses to get them moving. God is a God of change. He is a God of increase. Listen, today you start college and a few years later you graduate with your first degree. Maybe today you're engaged. Well, soon you're married. 
Or today you're a maid for three years and three years later you own your own cleaning business. Or you start a job this year and you're the head nurse. And a few years later you go back to school and you study and now you're the doctor in charge. You cannot stay stuck in the same place. That's not God. Today you teach Sunday school, and five years later, you're a pastor. God is a God of blessing. He is a God of increase. He told Abraham, walk the breadth and the length of the land. And what did he say he would do? He said, walk the breadth and the length of the land, and I will give it to you. The Bible says Abraham got up and he moved his tent. God is saying, get up. And that's what he was saying to Abraham. Get up, get moving, walk through the land because I'm going to give it to you. He was saying, I'm going to increase you. Well, God wants to increase you today. He wants to restore you. He wants to establish you in a new place with a new level of authority. Many, how many have not been taught these truths about prayer and they've been stuck in the same place. Well, it's time for you to go to a new level. And if you get a hold of what I am saying today, it'll alter your life and you will change the lives of your family, the people in your workplace, the people in your community. You can change some lives in your nation. God is raising up end time leaders who know how to prevail in prayer. Remember what happened with Daniel? He fasted for 21 days, about three weeks. Daniel wanted understanding, so he was asking God for understanding. But Daniel intensified in his prayer. When the answer didn't come, Daniel continued in his fast. And what took place? Only with prayers that prevail will you see tremendous and miraculous events take place through your prayer. But most Christians want to give up, roll over, play dead. Prayer doesn't work. God doesn't answer me. Maybe there's something about me he doesn't like. No, if you don't work the prayer, you're not going to get the answer. The word of God is true. If it's not working, you're not working it. It's not that the word of God doesn't work. But the question is, are you working it? What did the disciples ask Jesus? What must we do to work the great works of God? Well, I'm telling you today, you must prevail in prayer in the day that we live. As God is releasing new anointing over the church, there are going to be many who are going to have visitations of heavenly hosts. I'm telling you, he is releasing a power over the church for a healing, for visitations, for anointings, and those who understand prayer, those who will prevail in prayer, those who will go before the Lord on their face in fasting and in prayer, those who will shut in and seek him in the wee hours of the night. Those are the ones who will have visitations. Those are the ones who will see great things happen through prayer. Those are the ones who are going to shake the nation and the nations of the world. You see, when God raised Christ from the dead, this is the most tremendous thing that happened in your Bible. When he raised Christ from the dead and set him at his right hand, 
all the works of heaven and earth from that moment forward must bow to his name. All angels, all principalities, the stars, the moon, the sun, governments, all rulers bow to his name. The earth, the wind, the sea, principalities, Satan, rulers of darkness and all of creation must bow to his name. With great suffering, Jesus paid the price for his incredible name. Yet he has given you the authority through prayer to seek answers from God and to use his tremendous name. The gift could not be any greater. And so I'm going to pose the question again. What must we do to work the great works of God? God wants us to live in obedience to his word and then his commanded blessings that are already placed that are stored up for us will flow over our lives. But today you've got to launch into the deep. You have to be willing to set aside your life and come to a new place, a place where you say today, will you tell him today? Today, I want a new name. Today, I am going to serve you with all of my heart. Today, I'm going to make you first place in my life. And all the idols that I've had, other things that have been more important than me attending church, than my time in prayer, than my Bible study, than my time alone with you, which is my communion time with God, where I can get great answers, where I can prevail in prayer where he calls me no longer servant, but friend. You see, because when you prevail in prayer, when you let the Lord know, I'm going to put you first, you take first place in my life. That's the person that sees mighty miracles through prayer because God has taken first place in their life. And there's nothing more important. And when it's time to pray, they let other people know, I'm sorry, I can't be there at three o'clock. That's my prayer time. I'm sorry, I can't go out to dinner on that day. That's a special worship time for me. When you start reserving a time for God in your life, you begin to prevail in prayer. You begin to see mighty miracles through prayer. I pose the question again, what must we do to work the great works of God? He's got to take first place, child of God. He has to become your focus in life. He has to become more important than anything around you. Bless God. Remember when Jesus chose his disciples and they left everything that they had and followed him. Well, today he's not asking you to leave everything that you have and give up your entire life. Not right now, maybe later on. But today what he's asking you is to make him first place in your life. Today he's asking you to increase your prayer time. Today he stands at the door knocking for anyone who will let him in. He doesn't ask anything selfishly. Because when you let him in and put him first place in your life, he has something that he wants to give you. He wants to put a fresh and new anointing on your life. He wants to release a tremendous power 
over your prayer life. He wants you to have such astounding things happen in your prayer time that you're afraid to tell anybody else that it took place as they might think that you're crazy. That's what God wants to do right now. He's looking for a people and he's looking for that believer that will be out front in the final days that we live that will usher in the coming of Christ. And right now he's put this message before you because he has chosen you. Remember what he said? I've written your name on the palm of my hand. God wants the church to come to a new place and to understand what it means to prevail in prayer. Maybe you've had a prayer life, but have your prayers been intensified? Are you seeing miracles, signs and wonders? Because our Bible says that he is the God of miracles, signs and wonders. He wants to do great things for you. Remember that formula this week as you pray. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.